What is up, you guys? Welcome to or welcome back to, to Deek of the, the podcast. podcast. Of course, you have returned inevitably for some inevitably. superior content. And oh. I'm a little high over here. I'm just a little low. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little low. I'm, I'm down on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just forgot about these, uh, you know, mics and shit. Wait, are we even talking into it? No, no, we're good now. Oh, we're okay, good. Okay. I just fixed it up real quick. <laughs> but now, nah, we're. Um, yeah. Yo, so, New Year. Uh, Oh shit! New Year! Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Oh wait, I forgot we we're gonna do that. What? Uh, New Year thing. I mean, we can always. We don't have to do it today. We could just do it another time. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. I know well, what you mean. Yeah, nah, cause you know what? I have to. I had to write my shit down. I had to think about it. I had to consider <laughs> that shit, and I'm gonna send you all the categories, cause I want to do it right. Uh, you know? Okay, you know? okay. I know what you're saying. All right, right. But uh, <clears throat> now where does twenty? Before you say it, what? Yes, I did get fired again. No. <laughs> yeah, you got fired from Amazon again. In the <laughs> new year. In the new year. Uh, no, new year fired. Today marks one year that we started this podcast. Today. Today. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Didn't we just start right now, though? Mm, nah. <laughs> uh, Our first podcast. Dika the, one about, Dika the one about Australia, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you, that's it. New year, new crack, bro. Terrible episode. <laughs> Don't even listen to that shit. <laughs> no, it has the but, most. Um, nah, I, yeah. I mean, it was our first. Too. I feel like because people listen to our podcast, so they're like, let me listen to the first episode. You like, have to listen to the first episode. <laughs> like, if you listen to one, like, one, the recent one. And one, then listen to the first one. And then listen to the and first then one. You'll be like, oh, you okay. get a cool experience. <laughs> nah, yeah. You're like, damn, they came up. You'll be like, all right, but I'm going to listen to the new stuff. Because I do that even <laughs> yeah, with other podcasts. I'm like, you know, it's like... Nah, I'm like, not going to listen to the second one. I was like, nah. I'll go up from them. No, the, oh. the second one's pretty funny. The one about thoughts. What, ours? Yeah. That, that was our second one? Yes, that's the one where I say to you that, have you ever thought too hard? And then you can't breathe? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> wow, what the fuck? That was I remember that shit like it was right now. Remember, bro. That shit was fucking hilarious. I thought we that made dead. that shit pretty recent because no. I remember that shit so... That was a long, <laughs> long, long time ago. Um, that was pre-COVID. <laughs> that was pre-COVID. Now we're post-COVID. That's a fact. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about <laughs> podcasting for a year. Oh, it's been a year. It's lit. <laughs> we came a long way, bro. Yeah. So it was fun, guys. We're gonna quit now. Yeah, We're gonna retire. <laughs> Boom, <we're on. laughs> mad quick like that. Go to the commercial. <laughs> Just fit it in there. So we got some. Uh, what is this gonna be called? I don't know. Hmm. Untitled segment. Untitled. Where once a month we're gonna watch and review to these. Come, um, like how do I explain? Like, footage of people being interrogated that, like, the detectives were pretty sure that they, they committed got the, right, the crime. Right. They got and the then right they guy. had the evidence and all that shit. Yeah. But they were still <clears throat> playing it. Like, like they it didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And then they, you know, to the point of, like, 
it's it makes them like insane like they're crazy right. in the head because they believe that shit too so we're gonna watch this one today of the case of chris watts and these are real into uh no these are completely fake made okay, in good, minecraft good, good, good. recorded good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah these are real so it becomes public domain after a certain amount of time so like people can mm-hmm. are allowed to see it and stuff like that which is pretty cool so it's like nice to see and shit like that but this is the case of chris watts we're gonna watch um two parts today and we're gonna react to them and you know and shit like that comment and then we're comment. gonna do the next one tomorrow no that's mm. wrong <laughs> the Can next one's gonna be some other time but just look out for the part two for the confession of the case of chris watts after this <laughs> and if you guys like this let us know because like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah okay killing people <laughs> killing people <laughs> oh god oh, not bad <laughs> jimmy all right, so anything to add? While the ad, please. <laughs> um, yeah, Jamie wanted to say something. Go ahead, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> I think she said he did it. <laughs> oh no! All right, GG to my arm. It' gonna get tired. So Man, bro. we're just gonna be obviously playing the video if you want to watch along it's called the case of chris watts part one on youtube by criminal psychology but it's all pretty much audio with like overlay of pictures mm. anyways like the audio is really where the important stuff is <laughs> like i don't know even how to explain it but we're so we're just gonna jump right in Oh, no sound. Nice. Police Department received... The drama began shortly after the Frederick Police Department received a call from Nicole Atkinson, the best friend of Shannon Watts. She had arranged to drive Shannon into town that same day for a pregnancy checkup, but there was no answer when she knocked at the door, nor any response to her text messages or phone calls. After noticing her shoes were still at the front door, she became concerned and called 911. Nicole? Yes. Uh, what's going on? So, my friend, um, we were out of town for a business trip this week. Right. And I dropped her off at 2 o'clock this morning. She's 15 weeks pregnant. She wasn't feeling well. And she had a doctor's appointment this morning at 9. And I told her to let me know if she needed me to take her. She's got two little girls. I've called. I've texted. Her car... So this is her best friend, I think, I believe. <clears throat> and they're like the neighbor's son or some shit. I don't yeah. fucking know. But they're just like telling the cop, you know, that they haven't seen her in a good amount of time. Okay. The garage, her shoes she wears every single day right the front door. How you doing? You seen your neighbors today? No? Okay. What's Chris's phone number? Chris's phone number is... What, what happened? He, what, was it, what was he knocking for? He's knocking to see. That if was he, their own house. <clears throat> so that's where she lives. So okay. she hasn't, uh, she hasn't texted or answered her text mm-hmm. in like uh, seventeen hours or something okay. like that. They haven't seen her come in or out the house, and they've knocked and stuff, and no one. She called, like they're not answering. So he's knocking on all the windows to see if anybody's like gonna scream or like is mm-hmm. in there, and like we'll say they could come in or whatever. So there's the we're watching the cops' body cam at this moment. Mm-hmm. Hey Chris, Officer Coonrod for the police department. So they're calling the husband now. That has been Pretty good. So, do you have any idea where your wife is? Right. What well, my concern is her car is here. They're saying she is diabetic. I don't want her. She's a- her car is also at the house too. Stairs and can't respond. Okay. How far out are you? 
Okay, all right. He said like five minutes. It's not a sure sign of guilty conduct, yet the fact that Chris made the officer wait for his return would have most likely alerted some minor suspicion. In normal circumstances, a husband receiving a call from the police saying they were concerned about the safety of their pregnant wife and children, in most cases, would have given them permission to immediately kick the door down. It's a truly somber awareness to know that the man stepping out of the car had only a very short time ago dumped his infant daughter's bodies into an oil tank and buried his pregnant wife in a shallow grave. Scott, how you doing? How's it going? So this is the only vehicle she would have? Only one that, yeah. So... They called him and told him everything, and instead of saying, like, you could go in or kick down the door, he just said, wait till I get there, and he got there 28 minutes later. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that suspicious, though? That's pretty suspicious. Wouldn't you be I like, mean, that's your house. You, you know, you don't want to just... They could plan shit. I mean, who knows? Plan shit? <laughs> He's looking for his wife. <laughs> He's white. He'll be all right. <laughs> The familiar routine for anyone checking for someone's presence inside a house, whether it be an emergency or otherwise, is to immediately call out to them for instantaneous reassurance. Chris remains silent, but instead feels the need to examine his wife's car before subtly sneaking through the internal garage door. He then disappears for one minute and seven seconds before letting the neighbors and police officer inside. Only Chris will know what he carried out during that time period, but it's safe to assume that his curious behavior was not going unnoticed made evident by the unsettled gaze of Nicole as he opens the door. Come on, if I come in, Chris. Ho wait, wait, wait. Who the fuck is that lady? Is that she's the neighbor? the neighbor. She's also okay. a neighbor. Her best friend so, slash neighbor. Okay. Yeah, and uh, there are the neighbors. So that's the son and then the dad and then the mom. But you heard what the guy said that usually, like, if you got home and they tell you your wife is, like, missing, you would, like, start yelling out for her name rather than, like, check her car yeah, yeah. and then go inside for a minute and eight seconds and then open the door. <laughs> There were multiple key moments captured from inside the house, which may not have been noticed immediately by the officer, but would have no doubt been gathered by forensics upon further investigation. The most overt peculiarity was Chris's interaction with his phone. The guise of his thumb movement would have given the impression he was texting someone, which would have seemed very peculiar, as the normal response would be to frantically call people rather than text given the circumstances. Hindsight gives us a clearer picture of Chris's introversion, which is that he was most likely using his phone to avoid eye contact and progressive dialogue with the officer what time do you leave the day yeah like that's that's also true like why are you yeah. what are you texting do you know where shenan is do you know where shenan like call people like you like you i feel like <laughs> and you would be talking OD, like you wouldn't stop talking like yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know trying to hey, make he sure played himself man. mad quiet they get texting on the phone like <laughs> what time i'll leave there come down here uh usually between 5 36 Shannon here then? Yes. Does she usually watch the kids or you have daycare watch no, them? She, she usually watches the kids if they're not school. Okay. You guys have any kind of issues, marital issues or? We're going through separation. You are? Now, how's that going? Uh, it's, it's going civil for the most civil. part or? <laughs> Additionally, we are presented with the subtle cues of Chris's forethought cover story, being that his wife simply ran off with the kids after a breakdown <laughs> in the marriage. Um, 
So he's like the cops asking him questions and stuff like that, and you hear what he said. What he said that um, everything is there pretty much, but the blankies that they sleep with them, they don't leave anywhere without them. That those are gone. So like the blankies the girls sleep with, because the does two daughters know? are missing too. How does he know? Should have just shouldn't even just say about the blankie. Like you should have just left it. <laughs> Look what he says here. The rest of Chris's conduct. So he just found her wedding ring in the bathroom, and he says that she usually keeps it on the side of the desk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's like setting it up to make it look like, you know, she took off the ring and was like, I'm done, and like left with the girls or something like that. <laughs> right? To be analyzed and dissected in various ways, and it would be easy to pick at certain oddities in body language and link them with signs of guilt. Yet, without the hindsight we have now, his behavior could just as easily be linked with an innocent man who is understandably concerned and frantic over the disappearance of his family. His very conservant neighbor, however, had the perceptual advantage of knowing Chris on a semi-personal level, and could analyze his kinesics in a far more accurate manner than the police officer. You just want to go talk to him, I'm going to get his info real quick. So the neighbor guy just said that he's not acting right at all. The the father of the uh, wife who's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, your friend, bro. Now Billy. Because <laughs> the cop was saying, like, the guy talking was saying that a cop or anybody from outside wouldn't really know if the person is acting weird or mm-hmm. not because they don't really see the person on a day-to-day basis, so they don't really know how they act. So these people who see him all the time, you know, they could say, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's saying he's never fidgety. Rocking back and forth. He never lays his stuff in and out of the garage ever. This was just after the moment he had shown both Chris and the officer his surveillance footage of that same morning, capturing only Chris leaving the house after loading multiple unidentified things into his truck. They caught this nigga in 4K, bro. What? In 4K. His own cameras, bro? <laughs> no, the neighbor's cameras. Oh. No, but they didn't. They didn't. They just saw him uh, putting unidentified un- unidentified things in the car, okay. which were the bodies. Mm. His own neighbor. <laughs> and that's him watching right now? Yo, he's freaking the fuck out. How would you... Yo, in <laughs> yo, that moment, he was shit, like, bro. yo, motherfucker, this motherfucker has <laughs> cameras, bro. He's like, uh, I don't know what I'm about to do next, but I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's freaking the. Yo, fuck he's out, freaking man. out, bro. Uh, I see yeah. him. He's probably like, bro. He's moving oh, back. I hope the cameras yo, went was, out. A bug landed <laughs> on that shit. Something. <laughs> he was picking something up. He was looking for something to pick up. He's on him, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. I don't know. I think he's just like trying not to watch or something like that. You know. The guy didn't see it. I didn't see it. Wait again. Although not fully incriminating, as Shannon and the kids could have left through the back entrance, this was an extremely detrimental piece of evidence, and would have no doubt been extolled by forensics and made Chris an immediate prime suspect. The following day, Chris, for some bizarre reason, agreed to be in- My dude completely turned around when they brought up the part of the fucking bodies being put in the fucking car. My dude said, Did a full <laughs> 180, I do not see- <laughs> <laughs> Interviewed by two separate news stations, where he came across as extremely unimpassioned and detached from the alarming nature of the situation. Like when I got home yesterday, it was like a ghost town. Like she wasn't here, kids weren't here. I have no idea like where they went. Right now, it's you got canine units, the sheriff's department. Everybody's like they're they're doing their best right now to figure out like if they can get a scent. If she wasn't here, like where did she go? Like once I got here, it was like all right. Who can I call? I called her three times, texted her about three times. A whole three times. Say, you know, what's going on? Like, if she's vanished, like, I want her back so bad. I want those kids back so bad. You know how fucking crazy you have to be wow. to go on these news things and say this shit when you know... You fucked them up. You killed them? Damn. Like, my dude really said, I'm gonna get away with this. He really said, He's I'm gonna play along. He's really trying. He, like, he ingested it. Ingested. <laughs> He put himself in the investigation by talking mad shit. Now, now he's just. I mean, nah, he's not gonna make it. I wouldn't. When they would have pulled up, I would have said, <laughs> <laughs> "What you got, fucking dab?" <laughs> Damn. No, I don't even want to just like throw anything out there. Like, I hope that she's somewhere safe right now and with the kids last night i wanted I, I wanted that knock on the door i wanted to see that i wanted to see this kids running why running not just, just barrel rush me and just give me a hug and knock me on the ground that's why last night was just horrible i couldn't do it. it i just i'm hoping that somebody sees something or somebody knows something and comes forward shenan bella celeste if you're out there just just, just come back like if somebody has her just please bring her back I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete with without anybody here. Please bring it back. This could have been construed as shock trauma, where a person will turn <laughs> numb and retreat crazy. into themselves as a means of escape. Yet the viewers watching this live from home were probably thinking what we as the retrospective audience already know. He was called in for questioning four hours later. Four hours, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me switch chairs. Okay. Yeah, that's when they come knocking. I said, no, all right. 
of the oldest and most commonly used techniques is for the interrogator to sit between the door and the suspect. This is for the purpose of heightening the feelings of isolation and dependence. It's an indirect subliminal message, letting Chris know that the only way out of that room is through the detective. It's an excellent tool for stripping away confidence, thus increasing the telling signs in body language when information is fabricated. 4 a.m. This one, my alarm goes off for work. And I'm seeing this dress, brush my teeth, everything. So now he's just going over through his day and mm -hmm. everything and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened that mm -hmm. day and everything? Damn. Damn, this guy's freaking out. <laughs> he's trying his best. Andrew upstairs. Okay. About 4.15. That's when I get back, slide right into bed next to her and start having a conversation with her about having the house up for sale. So he gets ready for work, goes to work, receives call from the police, and returns home. So when I got home, I've always been no, not that. Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Damn, this guy's lying through his teeth right now. K9 units show up, police take information. He goes to bed at 10 p.m., doesn't sleep until 2 a.m. I left all the lights on the house. I was hoping that I'd get a knock on the door. But yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, but nothing happened. And he keeps using that same line. He says, like, a lot. At first, I really thought, man, I was about to count that shit. Like, like, like. Yeah, he was saying a lot of likes in there. So, oh, no. the criminal psychology channel over here is just putting a little citation. It says, introspection, provocation, truthful answers are usually short and direct so like if he really doesn't know he would be like i don't know i like i just don't know like she's gone and yeah. i don't know and then untruthful is usually long and detailed like they give a lot yeah of he's giving a lot of fucking details like to make it look like they know like you know what they know is uh, not enough or whatever or whatever he's trying to prove i guess i don't know i know i know what you mean <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he's talking a lot. That's what I said. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He was just at my house. Just decompressing. It's going on scene. Yeah. But after today, like, with the onslaught of all the cars, I mean, all the police cars, all the news, all the canine units, it's making me lean the other direction about someone took her. Okay. But it's just, if someone took her, it would have to have been someone she knew. Because there's there's no sign of anything like being disturbed, broken. Mm -hmm. But like that's the way I'm leaning now. At first, I thought for real she was just decompressing somewhere. Just, I mean, I thought she was safe, mm -hmm. even though everything in the house was left there. But now it's just after the <laughs> this guy's just said <laughs> the other direction. Mm -hmm. and it's freaking me out. <laughs> Discussing Shannon's friend circles, work life, phone history, computer history. Shannon is Shannon. Like, I don't feel like the love we have is there anymore. 
and it's just like, I don't feel like, I mean, if we weren't to together for the kids, I'm not sure if that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, bringing us what you told him? Yes. Okay. Like, having another baby bring us this relationship, do you think this is going to work? Mm-hmm. With us being together, mm-hmm. or separation, I think is going to be the best possible route for us. And that's when, like, all the crying and everything proceeded. And it was just, it was very hard just, just to talk talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I needed to do it face-to-face. Okay. And I needed, like, I needed to see her face, like, while I did it. I couldn't uh, text, phone, whatever. I needed to be face-to-face and be able to see her and know that she was going to be at least reciprocating back to me. So, what did she say? She said that it was... I mean, it was, she wants, she wanted to kind of work on it, mm-hmm. but if that's the way I was feeling, then she respects that. Okay. Uh, 1 p.m. I'm now on my way home to check on my family. Uh, is that just because you're worried with, based on the conversation? Yeah. Nicole, had the police contact you by then? No. Okay. She got, I arrived, I'm sorry, go ahead. But uh, Nicole says she was probably going to call the cops. Okay. All right. Now. So... The other, the neighbor girl texted him yeah. that she was missing, <laughs> and he barely even cared. Oh. And she was like, I'm going to call the cops. So why does it take your neighbor to call the cops to wonder, like, where your wife is? Why didn't you leave work right away and be like, my wife is missing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no sense of, um, of like, I don't know. I don't know the word, but, like. But he was working yeah, at the time? He was working. So, but wait, they can, they can tell, though. Was he really working? Mm, the, I don't think it comes up in the video, but in court, okay. they brought up that he wasn't working. He didn't oh, show wow. up to work that mm-hmm. day. Yeah, and he kept saying, oh, yeah, I was working, I was working. Freaking nerd. Damn. <laughs> what the fuck? Facts. <laughs> so it sounds like Nicole's pretty worried. Mm-hmm. More worried than you. Oh, so, I, I, once, once she could... so the detective just hit him with a confrontation, and he mm-hmm. said, Nicole seemed pretty worried, more worried than you, because he didn't even seem worried at all. Mm-hmm get anything out of her and nothing was going on in the house, I was like, all right, I gotta go home. The sharp and sudden change of angle from baseline questioning to direct confrontation would normally make an innocent person refute or at least challenge the statement. There would also be a brief pause as they would need time to process the allegation due to its perplexity. A guilty individual would already be in a defensive state of mind and would normally respond in a hastily modus. Instead of refuting the remark, they would accept it but try and explain its actuality in a defensive manner. But it's something Nicole was more worried. Yeah, because like most of like if she doesn't text me, like I understand that like, like, that's like, happens. Okay. But for her not to get back to her okay. direct sales group, okay. that was very unorthodox. Okay. Okay. So then they're they're at home. Um, police officers there. Mm-hmm. Um, then walk me through that. So as we go through the house, we're all you immediately go through the house. Like I open the garage door, and I just I just go into the house. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Like I just go in the garage door, and I'm looking. Is the police officer saying, "Hey, let me talk to you for a minute"? No, no. Okay. No. What's the vibe like? I just, I just I go up there, shake his hand, but I'm like opening the garage door at the same time. Okay. And then I go through, and then they're waiting at the front door. I go in, open that up, and then they come in. Oh, so they didn't go in the garage door with you? Okay. Well, they they went in the garage. They didn't come in the way I did. All right. So then. Because he shut the door behind him. (laughs) And at four o'clock, that's when um, because the neighbor, because the neighbor, the officer, I went over to the neighbor's house to see if he saw anything. And who's that? He was at. 
I think it was the officer. He just went over there. Um, and then that's when the uh, neighbor called him back over to show him. He, uh, yeah, he's he making up a whole story. Like whatever he had that, that put motion on it. I mean, that okay. probably happened, but. 4 p.m. police <laughs> check neighbor security footage. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you wanted to say something. <laughs> <laughs> He's making up a whole fucking story. Yeah, that's what you have to do. But what do you they mean get, that's what you have to do? They get you because what they make you do is even after you give your whole story, they make you come in the next day and give your whole story all over again, detail by detail, to see yeah. if it matches up. Because if it really happened and like you were like, you're going to remember everything. Yeah. But if you are making it up to cover your shit, you're going to forget little shit. Cause you made it up right there. Mm, so you're gonna make up some other things. little shit. Facts, literally. That's how they always get them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Or what they'll do too is even if they'll match up, they'll be like, "Are you sure?" Cause you said this actually last what? time. And then a regular lying person would be like, "Oh yeah, no, I meant that." Cause they think, "Oh yeah, I was probably lying, so it probably has to match up." While a person who knows what they said would be like, "No, this is what I said." You know, mm. they're pretty smart with that shit. Delivery, uh, I just oh, not the ad. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Every time. Um, can we talk about something that's kind of hard to talk about? So when I work investigations like this, I have to keep an open mind on everything. Okay. And part of keeping an open mind is listening to you talk about your wife and your marriage. And the day she goes missing is the day that you guys have marital discord. So over here they're saying this is called the plurium interrogationum. It's the implication in this form of a question. What do you think about that? So he's asking him like, you know, you were the only one that knew about where they were at. And then you guys are fighting and saying that the marriage isn't working and shit like that. And now all of a sudden they disappeared and you don't know anything. Like, obviously, I'm going to have to think it's you. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> so that's what he's trying to tell. Yeah, so he's like, so what do you it's think? Like, so you just... <laughs> so what do you think? He's yeah. there. He has well, nothing. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, yeah. it, I'm, I, it, it. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. You got me, you got me. <laughs> Let's see his slides. Like, I know, like, I talked to a few of my friends. It's like, you know, this does not look good on you. I'm like, I know. It's like, people that, if it's people like, knew that we were having marital issues, they're going to look at me. Especially with the way everything looks. And honestly, it just makes me sick to my stomach because this is something that I would never do. Ever. He would never. Do what? Ever. Do. Kill do -do? his wife and his kids. Do do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you. Oh uh, my god, this guy's fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's literally digging his own fucking tunnel. <laughs> literally, 100%. Everything he's saying. Every little word. Oh every my breath God. that he breathes. <laughs> he's... <laughs> oh, he's it. No, like, you have to look at every every vantage point. This is something I would never do to my kids or my wife. At all. 
<laughs> Not this Officer Billy. <laughs> I love this. So he's gonna explain this. It's called the pause interrogation. Yeah. So it's when they say something, they're just. Does he gonna say something? <laughs> Bro, I bet you in that fucking 15 <laughs> second stare down, my dude broke 32 sweats. <laughs> 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 He's acting like this is a job interview, bro. Just shut up. <laughs> Crazy. Known as the pause technique. After the suspect answers a question, the interrogator will remain silent while maintaining eye contact. This physical demeanor gives off the subtle cue that he expects more information to be divulged and may already know more than the suspect realizes. A deceptive person will usually drop their eyes, change posture, or break the silence. I'm not sure, like, what I could do, like, to make people believe that, just because if they, if they knew we were at marital discord, they would automatically leave me. But there's no, I would harm anybody in my family. At all. <laughs> Are you still talking? I know we were at a marital oh, discord. did it again. Oh, <laughs> still she goes, we have no idea where we're going. Or the kids. I promise you that. No, I, no, I A truthful individual will normally respond to this question with a question, such as, why are you asking me that? Or, what's going on here? They will often protest the aggressive nature of the Inquisition, or give a short and forceful response. Because I'm a very trustworthy person, and the people that do know me, they know how I'm a calm person, I am not an argumentative person, I am a person who is never going to be abusive or physical in any kind of relationship. I would never harm my kids. I would never harm my wife. I mean, you can talk. I mean, any, you can talk to any of my friends, any of her friends. They know me. They know I'm a low-key guy. Whatever that means. Quiet. What is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm not about confrontation. I'm not about anything that elevates to that level. I mean, you can tell, like if someone like, yells at me, screams at me, I just take it and I just. I just Try to get it by the wayside and get it back to where it's cool. It's a cool conversation <laughs> to where, like, none of that. I just take that it. I get to that height. I am not that person. I've never been that person. A whole minute that's to it. respond to that question. Oh, pause again. <laughs> Is he going to talk? Okay. Damn, he said. Would you take okay. a So he's showing him a picture of his wife and kids. If you're handling any part of all of that, what was that up there? Holy shit! At this point, they might as well give us money. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's just looking at that picture saying nothing. Hasn't even cried at all. Definitely fucking tell those motherfuckers. <laughs> was the girly girl instead of she is we'll be right back after this quick break <laughs> and let's see what else this motherfucker will lie about oh man and we, we are, are back all right make sure you guys go to dk at dkmerch.com and go shop whatever you guys want to go grab you guys could use code new years for i believe 30 percent off for the month of january yeah facts Ooh. to ring in the new year okay. so if you guys want to go grab anything some hoodies some sweatshirts i'm wearing a freaking sweatshirt yeah, right now mac i'm cold cold guys the beanies are nice Come it's on. cold out there we got some champion jackets too if you're champion. cold out there and you need to stay warm so Go grab whatever you guys need. But Facts. going back to this crazy motherfucker. What? Now we're at the polygraph. So let's see what, what this motherfucker is about to lie about. Yeah. <laughs> it's the clock that gets you. <laughs> you hear that shit, right? <laughs> like, every tick and makes like. <laughs> I need your help. This is what is known as a behavior-provoking question. An innocent person will usually give what is known as a draconian response. They will immediately respond with the harshest sentence possible for the crime they are falsely being accused of committing. A deceptive individual will often give an equivocating response. This means that they will fragmentize and divert from the question to a certain degree as a means to avoid responding to the query in its entirety. They're going to come home safe, correct? He's diverting. When you find the guy. So now he's doing what's called rising intonation at the end of the statement. He's seeking approval in what he's saying. Mm -hmm. That are involved. What if he hurt them? And now he's fragmenting, which is avoiding the answers question directly. Sure. <laughs> That's it. Right. Just take I'm a minute already. Yeah, these kids are not alive. Like, there's no, there's nothing you can do to, to cope with that. 
to make me cope with that. He said these kids took the attack from them. Those kids. Buddy, uh, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Okay. Keep talking too much. I'm trying to make him feel good. The interrogator was already aware that Chris was cheating on his wife with a woman by the name of Nicole Kessinger. He had handed over his phone earlier on this interview for what he thought was for the purpose of going through his and his wife's mutual contacts to look for potential suspects. Judging by Chris's bold-faced denial, it's safe to assume he deleted all of his correspondence with Nicole beforehand. Yet he was most likely unaware that the FBI have programs that can recover every single piece of digital exchange sent from a device even long after it's deleted. He's gone. Is he gonna talk? 
He's gonna fix that. He's gonna fix that picture. I love these girls. Oh no! Oh, that's <laughs> it. He touched it. This picture right here. Celeste and Bella. Those are my life. I helped make those kids. There's nothing that was in good. my life Please. that means more to me than these kids. Nah. Nothing. Kids, that's, that's your life. That's your lifeline. That's everything. Like, you make kids, they come first before anything. Kids, spouse, family. That's what it's always been. Nothing you've told me tonight makes sense. Nothing you've told me tonight feels like the truth. Can we start over? Sure. Tonight's been pretty intense, I can imagine. How are you feeling? <laughs> I have slept like two hours last night, so I'm like running on empty right now, but I, I can see it. So why do I do this? I'm sure you don't mind if we take a break for the night. Um, and I'm sure that you are um, feeling some of the pressure from me. Okay. I'm going to commit to you that we're not going to stop working until we find them. Okay. Okay. And I want to commit to you that there is going to come a time when you're going to feel this pressure from other people. I'm not the only one who thinks that there's a possibility you have something to do with this. Like another FBI agent, like, pressure, or like, this, like, everyone. Okay. Everyone, Chris. Okay. The interrogator is clearly receptive to Chris's anxiety and endeavors to amplify this emotion before ending the interview. He wants to inflate Chris's apprehension as much as possible for the looming polygraph test that approaches the following day. Tonight, when you go home, one or two things going to happen. You're going to pass out because you're so tired. We apologize for the technical Ooh. difficulties. We'll put it back a bit. But he's just signing <laughs> them out how he's a good dad. Dude. <laughs> Those kids have a good dad. The following discourse from the officer could be construed as the reframing technique, where an interrogator will try and shift the suspect's view of themselves from negative to positive as a means to lightening the iniquity of their crimes and increasing the chances of a confession. However, this is more likely what is known as passive accusation, where the interrogator is almost certain of the suspect's guilt and indirectly accuses and in some manner indignifies the suspect. This is made evident by the high praises the officer gives to Chris for extremely trivial deeds. A lot of dads don't get second pairs of clothes and cook eggs and give them snacks at night. You know, a lot of, a lot of men, that's woman for it, right? Uh, I like to get involved. You're not that kind of guy. So can we say that tomorrow at 11 o'clock, we can do a polygraph? This motherfucker should have dipped after this. I would have dipped the first plane to anywhere. I run off somewhere. Yeah, I know. It's even change. Same clothes, bro. He got home. He laid in the bed inside. Nah, let me think about this. He said he laid down and was like. <laughs> and then the clock hit 11 and he got up he was like alright now I'm ready <laughs>
Okay. Nervous about taking today's test. Honestly, I would think something is wrong with you if you weren't nervous about coming in here to take a polygraph. Even if people are like, I don't have anything to hide, it is nerve wracking. And I have taken tons of polygraphs, obviously, in my training. Um, I went to 10 weeks for training. I've been a polygrapher about, for about five years. Um, I went to the best school in the country. So I want you to have confidence in the fact that if you had nothing to do with this disappearance, like we're going to find that out today, okay? I have the best training that they offer in the United States. Um, I, we use the most validated testing. Um, that was the way I'm going to ask you the question. So believe me, if you... Mind you, a polygraph test is inadmissible in court. So this is just to scare the shit out of people, basically. Because mm. even if you do don't so pass it, what are doing with the polygraph? They're they're taking a polygraph because he's saying they're saying they don't believe him. So they so said, "Well, that's the, the the thing that they put on your fingers." Yeah, to a lie detector oh, yeah? test. Shit. Yeah, but like I said, they can't use it in court against you. But they right. just get it to get to your head, so that when they're like, "We have you on the test failing," they're like, "Fuck, they know." <laughs> Nothing to do with this. I will be able to show them that today. He said, this is psychological pressure disguised as reassurance. It's not a routine procedure during the pre-test phase of a polygraph exam, yet this technique will be used when the suspect's guilt is almost conclusive. Polygraphs are not a foolproof system, and they can be beaten, but with a heightened state of anxiety, it becomes considerably more challenging and unlikely. On this occasion, the polygrapher distinctly applies this technique for maximal effect. <laughs> There's actually only two ways you can fail a polygraph. Okay. The first way would be if you fail to follow my instructions. I'm going to give you a lot of instructions today about how to sit still, how to answer questions, things like that. So if you fail to follow those instructions, you will not pass today's test. Okay. The second way would be if you choose to lie to me today. You know, if you did have something to do with their disappearance, um, it would be really stupid for you to come in and take a polygraph today. Right? Like, it would be really dumb. Like, you should not be here right now sitting in this chair if you had anything to do with Shanann and the little girl's disappearance. Okay? Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Motherfucker said shit. JJ. She caught me. on the last technique that's, that's uh i'm your friend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have you and she said in a little flashlight this motherfucker kill it she was crazy i was there like she had a midwife for this one so like they actually had me like oh you can stand here and like you know catch her and like boom. but fluff came out like so fast that like i barely had a chance to go like this and they moved me out of the way she just like came out the polygrapher will also obtain the examinee's version of the facts regarding the specific... You heard what he just said? Yeah, right. He was like, like, and then she was like, and, and like, he's like, you know, like, <laughs> that's a I heard, bro. The, the, the lie detector girl was like, damn, this nigga did it. He's <laughs> like, damn, hold on, he killed We ain't me. even got to take a test. You can just keep talking. You'll say it at one point. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Issues under investigation. I was just hoping that I would get that knock on the door or Not a phone call or a text. <laughs> I mean, her phone, I mean, they have her phone. Like, hopefully, maybe it's a number I don't know. Hopefully, it's like, you know, like a burner burn phone or some, some, kind of, some kind of like phone she bought. She could just text me and call me, like, hey, I'm okay. Something. Or just get a knock on the door and the kids just run it. I miss, like, the kids, like, sitting at the dinner table and, like, having to tell them to eat their dinner and like I missed them throwing their chicken nuggets at me like I was I just want to find them I want them to come home safe like wherever they are I hope they are safe and I really I really hope they can just come home it makes me feel like alright maybe she, like, 
somebody oh, after God. that's not that's not keeping her safe or something terrible has happened and that is that's the nightmare and what would that terrible thing be Chris recounts a brief summary of the events and states multiple vague possibilities for his family's disappearance. The polygrapher then starts to elect specific timelines for Chris to give his account on. Um, you said the next thing you know is her getting into bed with you, is that right? I could not felt her getting in bed. We didn't say anything because I guess that's kind of felt it. Okay. Do you know if she was on her phone or like how any of that works? I don't, I don't think she was on her phone. Was she mad at all? I mean, being crying, crying like she was, crying like I was, I mean, yeah, I mean, she was upset. But, I mean, it was, it, it comes with that kind of conversation. In the next moments, you will see another subterfuge of psychological pressure, this time disguised as routine questioning procedure. It's a vastly open-ended question relevant to the crimes under suspicion. These types of questions are common knowledge and easily clarified by the innocent, while the guilty will in most cases have severe difficulty in responding. I know it's totally awful to think about, but what are ways, because I need to make sure that you know what I'm talking about, what are ways that you can make someone disappear? I mean, like, as you're talking about, like, what I've seen, like, on the movies, or, like, how, you, like, how like, people, uh, if you read about other people, like, I mean, like, you hire somebody, like, like, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I'm just being honest. No, that's what I want, that's what I want, because I want you to go through all of these scenarios in your head, because I want you to know for sure what I'm talking about when just I tell say me how that, you killed the motherfucker. You know, asking you to yeah, just... disappearance. Like, like, you'd hire somebody, like, like, or like, you'd like, have a somebody know that that would do it i mean it's like i don't i mean it's hard and, and, I, know this, and I know this that's a hard question to answer right Why is he laughing? because uh, <laughs> it had nothing to do with this disappearance right. but like audio he laughed and then she <laughs> said right and they were knows she's guilty damn i want to think about like if I, if if you're asking like how i would do it like, no, anyone. Like, how would, how would anyone... Likes off the charts. There's I mean, a lot of likes out there. <laughs> oh, sure. guys, give a like to these likes. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. So what different physical ways could you cause someone's disappearance through murder? You could stab someone, stab right? someone, shoot someone, hit them with a blunt object. Um, also, there, I mean... Use a weapon of like gun or a knife. I mean, okay. you could. But he doesn't mention how his wife and kids died by strang strangulation and smotheration. Oh, she said you could smother someone. You could strangle someone. Hang someone. I mean, yeah, you can. All that kind of things. I mean, it's hard to even think about that kind of stuff right now. Mm -hmm. You could strangle someone. You could drown someone. Yeah. You could shock someone to death. Um, you could burn someone alive. I would just keep saying the um, same thing just to get him fucking wild up. You could strangle someone. You could strangle someone. You could burn someone. You could strangle someone. You could smother like, someone. <laughs> you could strangle someone. Lure him into a trap, I guess. That's so sad. What do you mean? What? Like, you know, like, have somebody waiting, like, around the corner and, like, you know, I even try to... Hit by car, kidnapped, locked in a room, poisoned, beaten into a coma are the answers he gave. They're in a coma? Sure. Um, 
So if I ask you that question on the test, Chris, are you going to have any issue with that? About you like, physically causing... Like showing to every single one of those? Yeah, like that would be a way right. you could cause someone's disappearance. Okay. Uh, no, I, I can definitely, like, I can pass. I mean, I... Think. You could murder them, you could kidnap them, you could take them to another country, you could, you know, bury them in your backyard. You could, yeah. you could do a million things yeah. as far as um, trying to conceal them. Yeah. Right? So that no one can find them. Yes. Because at, at this point, she's gone. So when I ask you the question on the test, I'm not asking you about guilt. I'm not asking you about, did you make her feel so horrible that she ended up leaving? I'm saying that you were the one that physically caused her to disappear, okay. either by murder, kidnapping, you know, all of those other things okay. that we went through, okay? You want me to list, you want me to list all those? Like, no, 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 no. Okay. You're just going to say no to that question. Okay. Like, when I ask you if you physically caused Shanann's disappearance, okay. your answer should be what? No. Right. So do you have any issues with that at all? And no. have any questions about what I would mean when I was... No, that's, that's totally, I just like going through all those that... That's right. a lot to really think about. Why right. does he keep laughing? I'm trying to figure out like... He knows. Was... He doesn't want to take this test. I'm going to have you take a bath and break. We've been in here quite a while. You're going to be taking what's called a directed lie polygraph. So what that means is there are going to be test questions on the test where I want you to lie. I know it seems kind of weird, but you're going to know which questions these are, and they're going to be easy to answer. They're all going to start with before 2018. The directed lie test has three types of questions, known truth questions. These are easy questions to answer, such as, are you sitting down? Or, are you wearing shoes? They serve two purposes. The first purpose is to provide a baseline reading for when the subject is telling the truth and should elicit very little bodily responses. The second purpose is to disconnect the examinee's thought patterns between each question as a means for resetting their cerebration for a more accurate reading. Control questions. These are what the polygrapher just explained to Chris. Whenever she says, before 2018, at the start of a question, Chris will know he is purposely supposed to lie. Each of these questions are deliberately constructed that all answers will be responded with no. Relevant questions. These relate specifically to the crime being investigated and the examinee will know that they are supposed to respond truthfully. A guilty subject will show a much stronger reaction to the relevant questions than to the control questions, even though they will be lying on both of them. This is due to the immediate threat posed by the relevant questions. So I'm going to say before 2018, did you ever lose your temper with someone you cared about? And you're going to say, no, because you're telling us. Why? Awesome. So now they're doing a mock test where he's told to lie on number three. The test is about to begin. Please remain still. Did you write the number one? No. Did you write the number three? No. Did you write the number five? No. This portion of the test is complete. Please remain still while I take the instrument out of operation. I oh, love no, the last time the polygrapher will have any correspondence with Chris before the real test begins. She gives him an initial compliment in a reassuring tone. You did great. You remember the lie and everything. That was awesome. <laughs> this momentary boost in his confidence is then abruptly ripped away as he receives the following information. So you obviously are a really bad liar. Have people told you that before? Like the second you tell a lie, like they can tell like on your face that... 
because the second you lie to the number three, like, I don't know if you heard me click on it, and, like, turn down your activities because you're starting to go off the He's page. Like, <laughs> that is what I need to see as a polygrapher because that tells me that you know it's wrong to tell a lie, um, and you're actually having a significant reaction when you lie, so that is awesome. So thank you for being a wrong liar. Okay, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We don't want to be good liars, so... Thank you for being a horrible liar. Um, and that just shows me that, you know, obviously on the test when they're asking, you know, significant stuff about your wife, um, if you're lying to that, it's going to be even 10 times more amplified. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much, more than you know. So. He's like, I don't awesome. know. I don't know. <laughs> the coolest thing about this is right now, there's only one person in this room that knows what the truth is. And in about five minutes, there's going to be two of us. So. fuck out of here before this motherfucker kills me next <laughs> so now he's watching a video of his kids which is his final interaction with his phone what did it take his phone you'll see GG. What the fuck is this? Is this the officer? The detective. So, and her. Um, yeah, oh, it's been clear that you were not honest during the testing, and I think you already know that. Um, you did not pass the polygraph test. Okay. Okay. So now we need to talk about what actually happened. I feel like you're probably ready to do that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't lie to you on that polygraph. I promise. Chris, I'm. 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 I'm still. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Just stop for a minute. Take a deep breath. I, I want you to take a deep breath right now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this fucking office. So we caught you in 4K, motherfucker. Bro. If you guys want to see what's going to happen to Chris yes, and his confession, make sure you guys Chris. look out for part two of this episode. But <laughs> what do you think he's going to say? 
What do you? Um, how do you think he's gonna break? How do I think he's gonna break? I don't know. I think he's he's just gonna keep lying, bro. Look at his <laughs> lies. He just keep coming out, even when he doesn't need to lie. He, he lies. lies. <laughs> oh my god, he just dug everything, right. man. So thought of the day: happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn Ooh. your attention to other things, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. Joke of the day: Why don't tennis players get married? Um, because love means nothing to them. I don't get it. Random fact of the day, it takes more than 500 peanuts to make one 12 ounce of peanut butter. Jesus Christ, that's what? a lot of peanuts. You know what, you know what, you know what, you, you know what's interesting? Hurry up, motherfucker, because I gotta <laughs> go. Cockroach milk is three times as nutritious as a cow's milk. That's disgusting, that's so motherfucker. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Deke of the Podcast. Oh, we'll shit. catch you guys on the next one. Boom.